0: Jesus once told a story about a rich and greedy fool. He did so reluctantly after finding himself in the middle of a debate between two brothers who were arguing about their family inheritance. A master storyteller, Jesus spun a quick yarn about a rich fool who selfishly hoarded his surplus, acted presumptuously and with a false sense of security, and was not rich toward God. Jesus said to the two brothers caught in the greedy snarl, Beware! and be on your guard against every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. A fool is someone who lacks the moral reason to make a wise decision. Greed makes fools of all of us. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good.
1: It is not money, but the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. I'm Brian Davis, thanks for tuning in to another Something Good radio message from our friend and teacher, Dr. Ron Jones. Well, for the past two weeks, Ron has taken us on a journey through the first six of the seven deadly sins. Pride, anger, lust, laziness, gluttony, envy. Today, we come to the seventh and final one on the list, greed, God's Word has much to say about this dangerous vice and the corresponding virtue that we can use to defeat it. Ron takes us there next as he moves ahead in his teaching series, Undefeated, Overcoming the Deadly Sins That Drag You Down. Stop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. And now here's Ron with his Something Good Radio message, Defeating Greed.
0: Well, the year 1987 was simultaneously an exhilarating year and also a challenging year for many people, especially those who were Wall Street investors. You may remember that the stock market was on fire that year, up 44% for most of the year. Uh, When I scroll back in my memory to those days, I was two years out of college, and I had just passed my Series 7 exam, thinking that I was going to be a stockbroker. And then October 19th, 1987, changed everything. That's the date that uh, historians refer to as Black Monday. It's the uh, day that the stock market crashed, losing 20% of its annual gains in a single day. And Black Monday just sent shockwaves throughout the financial markets worldwide. I mean, what was happening on Wall Street? you know, affected markets in other parts of the world. And that's why the Australians refer to it as Black Tuesday because of, well, the time zone differences. 1987 was also the year that Hollywood released a blockbuster movie called Wall Street. It was directed by Oliver Stone. Charlie Sheen played the part of kind of an upstart young stockbroker who befriended a very wealthy but unscrupulous corporate raider named Gordon Gecko, <laughs> played by uh, Michael Douglas, who later won um, an Academy Award for Best Actor for his part. Uh, Wall Street was that movie that sort of captured the success and the, the greed of the 1980s. And Gordon Gecko, the character that Michael Douglas played, became famous for saying these words. Are you ready for this? He said, greed for lack of a better term, is good. Can you imagine such a brash statement? His character made that statement at an annual shareholders meeting in the movie, and he went on to say, greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms, greed for life, greed for money, for love, for knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. So were the words of Gordon Gekko. Was Gordon Gekko right? Is greed good? Jesus said in Luke chapter 15, uh, 12 and verse 15, Watch out, be on guard against all forms of greed, for a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his uh, possessions. So who's right? Gordon Gekko or Jesus? Did Gordon Gecko ever consider the words of Jesus about greed and the warnings of Scripture about greed? Have you, have I, you know, considered the words of Jesus? Well, today, that's, that's what we're doing. We're in the series of messages called Undefeated. Today, we're concluding the series. Uh, we've been on quite a journey over these uh, now eight weeks, overcoming the deadly sins that drag us down. Uh, We've talked about pride, anger, lust, laziness, gluttony, envy, and now today, uh, greed. We talk about defeating greed. Now, as you might expect, the Bible has much to say about greed, much of it warning us against its dangers. I want to survey uh, some of the places in Scripture that uh, do this for us, but as we do, I I want us to remember this. Um, Money is not the root of all kinds of evil. Have you ever heard that? How many of you have heard that, that before, that money is the root of all kinds of evil? What's well, wrong. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. There's nothing evil in and of itself about money. And I want you to understand on the front end of this that uh, we're not uh, talking about you know, bashing rich people. If you have money, you're not evil. No, but our relationship to it and how we interact with it and where greed and predatory desire for more comes into play. Uh, that's, that's, that's a fair discussion, especially for us as followers uh, of Jesus Christ. It's not wrong to have money as long as money doesn't have you. It's not lo- wrong to possess things as long as those things don't possess you and come before God. Jesus said you cannot serve God and money. Uh, He drew the line in the sand there, right? And he says, you cannot serve God in money. Either one will be your master or the other will. The Apostle Paul warned young Timothy, his protege, and his disciple in the ministry, 1 Timothy chapter 6. He said, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, then he goes on to say, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, he says, eager for money. And that's, that's what we're talking about today. Those who are eager for it, greedy for it, have a predatory desire for it. These people have wandered from the faith, he says, and pierced themselves with many griefs. Did Gordon Gecko ever consider those words? No, he just says greed is good. He wanted to feed the system with more and more greed. Well, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 27 says, a greedy person brings trouble to his family. Proverbs 28 and verse 25 says, a greedy man stirs up strife but the one who trusts in the Lord will be enriched. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 6, these are the words of uh, a very wealthy man named Solomon in the Scripture who also had great wisdom. He says, better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and a striving after the wind. Solomon learned that all of his material pursuits became a striving after the wind. He says it's better to just have a little handful of quietness. And all of that, you know, striving with two hands full. The Bible, believe it or not, lists greed among the characteristics of the morally depraved. Check it out in Romans chapter 1. Greed also enslaves. I think that's what Jesus had in mind when he said you cannot serve uh, God and money. Uh, Either one or the other will be your master. One or the other will, in effect, enslave you. According to James chapter 4, greed causes division, and according to that same passage in James chapter 4, uh, greed negatively affects our prayer life. If, If greed and the predatory desire for more and more governs our heart, we're not on praying ground with our heavenly Father. Likewise, it should be no surprise that one of the qualifications of a leader in the church, an elder, we might say, or pastor, is that a man should not be greedy. So there's lots that the Bible has to say, and that's certainly not all of it. Another place where the Bible directs uh, uh, its attention straight on to this deadly sin we call greed is Luke chapter 12, where Jesus told a story about a rich and greedy fool. Uh, He did so reluctantly after finding himself in the middle of a conversation, actually a debate between two brothers who had just received a family inheritance and they were fighting over the inheritance. And Luke records the story this way in his gospel. Luke 12, beginning in verse 13, says, Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But Jesus said to him, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Then he said to them, Beware and be on your guard against every form of greed, for not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. And Jesus told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no place to store my crops? And then he said, This is what I will do. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? And so is the man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. What a story. Jesus was quite a storyteller. And this story in uh, Luke chapter 12 uh, sort of debunks anybody's uh, theory about the Bible as being irrelevant in our world today. Now, this is the kind of story and the kind of conversation that though it took place 2,000 years ago, it could have happened yesterday, and it could have happened in anybody's family. Could have happened in your family. Maybe grandma and grandpa have passed away or your mother and father have passed away, and now the family inheritance. And otherwise, uh, you know, family members who get along and enjoy one another's company and you have good family relationships, boy, you drop the inheritance in the middle of the kitchen table and now you're in a snarl. We, we We can picture this, can't we? This is what was happening t- between two brothers. Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. Apparently, one of the two brothers had… Maybe he was the executor of the estate. And uh, the other brother was say, hey, you know, they're, they're, they're not doing this right. And Jesus, you know, he, he knew not to get involved in conversations like this. His first response was, man, who am I? I'm, I'm not the judge. I'm not the arbitrator between the two of you. Who appointed me to be the executor of the state? You boys work it out. But then, just as quickly, he didn't miss the teaching moment, the opportunity to directly say something to these two brothers who were in a snarl over some money, let alone later, as we'll find out, uh, to teach his disciples. And Jesus, in so many words, said to these two brothers that they were fools
1: because of their greediness. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more from Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Are you a new listener? We want you to know that all of Ron's messages are archived at our website, SomethingGoodRadio.org That's SomethingGoodRadio.org When you stop by, take a look at Something Good Radio's 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can stay on the air the whole year through and share the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. Join the 828 Club from our website or feel free to give us a call at 757-276-1099. Again, that number is 757-276-1099. The deadly sin of greed is not limited to the wealthy. It can creep into the minds and hearts of even the poorest among us. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, Defeating Greed
0: kind of reminds me of a guy in Hollywood named uh, Lawrence Turode. You and I know him as Mr. T. Remember Mr. T? He's the guy who uh, kind of built his Hollywood career around the phrase, I pity the fool, I pity the fool. You know, the old saying, there's no fool like an old fool, that's true. It's also true that there's no fool like a rich fool. And uh, Mr. T would pity, pity even the rich fool. Before we go any further and before we get into some details in the story that uncover why this rich man was indeed a fool, let me just be quick to say and to warn every one of us, including myself, not to exit out of the story with the idea that, ah, oh, this doesn't apply to me because I'm not rich. This applies to somebody else. This applies, and you got somebody in your mind who's really, really rich who needs to hear this sermon and to hear this story. Uh, No, greed is something that cuts across all financial levels. You can be a rich fool with your money. You can also be a poor fool with your money. A fool is somebody who lacks the moral reason to make wise decisions. Let me say that again. A fool in the Bible is somebody who lacks the moral reason to make wise decisions. You can be rich. You can be poor. You can be middle class and still lack the moral and biblical reason to make wise decisions with your money. And besides that, (laughs) we are rich. I mean, compared to um, the average standard of living across the world today, I read somewhere, and maybe this has changed some, but that there are up to 3 billion people on planet Earth who live on $2 a day. And you know who they think are the rich in this world? <laughs> Take a look in the mirror. It's you and me. Now, I know there's always somebody who has more. There's somebody who has less. But just understand, as we interact with this truth from 2,000 years ago, recorded in the pages of Scripture, there's somebody right now who thinks you're rich. There's somebody who's looking at you and saying, wow, if I only had what they had. So, This is not a time to exit out of the story. It's a time to say, Lord, what what have you got to say to me, and how can I learn from it? Uh, This man in the story obviously possessed the ability to make money. He was good at it, and he made a lot of money. In fact, he had a surplus of grain. His, uh, his, His farming enterprise was booming, but he lacked the wisdom to act honorably and generously with his money. In what ways? Well, number one, he hoarded his surplus. He hoarded it. Uh, He he had a bumper crop. I mean, the sales were good, and he didn't know what to do with all of his grain, and he had these these barns. And he says, well, I'll just tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Uh, Didn't didn't think at all about giving it away or generously providing for others. He just built bigger barns. And he crossed over what I would say is the line between savings and hoarding. Do you know the difference between the two? Uh, it, it's, it, it's an important demarcation to create in your, in your financial thinking. When is enough enough? Maybe a financial planner can help you figure out, you know, do some calculations on into the future and, you know, talk about your goals and family needs and all of that. But when is enough enough? I can make a case in the Bible for legitimate savings. Okay, the Bible isn't anti-savings. By the way, the Wall Street Journal says that the average American today has less than $500 in the bank. Several years ago, Um, The percentage was 70% of Americans. I think it's 75% of Americans. Years ago, it was 70% didn't have $1,000 in the bank. 75% of Americans today don't have $500 in the bank. Are you kidding me? I could make a case in the Bible for legitimate savings, but when does savings cross over into hoarding? This man hoarded his wealth. Uh, It's one of the reasons he was a fool. Secondly, he focused on himself. Didn't have anywhere in his radar the needs of others. Why do I say that? Because when you kind of get into the story here and he's starting to reason amongst, you know, his own self, I count uh, no less than 10 times he uses the personal pronouns I or my. He says, uh, I, I, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones, and there I will store all my grain and my goods, and I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for years. It's just I, 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 my, 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 me, me, me. It's a selfish guy and uh, is so focused upon himself. Thirdly, he acted presumptuously. This is why he was a fool. He says he began to reason himself. Now, friends, we we can base our life on on one of two things, either base it on the revelation of God or upon human reason. And human reason always has its limits. In this case, um, this man reasoned amongst himself, just reasoned in his own mind. He didn't even seek any wisdom outside of himself, even human wisdom. There's no indication of that. And there's no indication that he ever prayed, There's no indication that he ever sought the scriptures and the mind of God about what he should do with his surplus. He was presumptuous about it, just reasoning amongst uh, himself. Uh, Fourthly, he had a false sense of security. As he was reasoning in his own mind, he says, um, begins to talk to himself, and he says, I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years, relax, eat, Drink and be merry.
1: Here are the five earmarks of greed the hoarding of wealth, focusing on oneself, acting presumptuously, having a false sense of security, being stingy. The Bible warns us to avoid each of them at all costs. Thanks so much for being here for Ron's continuing series, Undefeated, Overcoming the Deadly Sins That Drag You Down. Catch this or any other teaching series by Dr. Ron Jones when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Sign up for the daily podcast and listen to the program on your smartphone or tablet. Have you ever wanted to visit the land of the Bible and walk in the footsteps of Jesus? Join Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones and the Something Good radio team for a thrilling Israel tour happening in January, 2022. Experience a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee. Walk down the Via Della Rosa. Visit Gethsemane where Jesus prayed and Calvary where He shed His blood for you. Step inside the empty tomb and see for yourself that your Savior is risen indeed. Is the Holy Land on your bucket list? Experience Israel 2022. Register at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Please prayerfully consider joining us on our trip to the Holy Land. It's a decision you won't regret and a journey you'll never forget. Visit somethinggoodradio.org for more information or to reserve your spot today. We want to take just a moment to say thank you to those that are faithfully supporting Something Good with your prayers and financial gifts. As a listener-supported ministry, we simply can't do this without you. And just this reminder, for your gift to Something Good Radio today, we'd like to offer you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Undefeated, Overcoming the Deadly Sins That Drag You Down. Again, that's all eight messages in Ron's teaching series, undefeated overcoming the deadly sins that drag you down this content is available for a limited time to our monthly partners or for anyone who sends a gift of any size today give online at somethinggoodradio.org mail your gift to p.o box 6245 virginia beach virginia 23456 or call our offices at 757-276-1099 Here at Something Good Radio, we believe in the power of prayer, and today we'd like to pray for you. If you have a prayer request today, please visit SomethingGoodRadio.org and click on the How Can We Pray For You button so that our ministry team can join you in prayer.
0: What is the connection between greed, worry, and faith? I think I can see the connection between worry and faith. You know, they're, they're polar opposites. Your heart can't be full of worry about, you know, just the basic necessities of life and still be a person of faith, I get that. But what's the connection between the story about this greedy rich fool and worry and faith? And I, I think the connection is, is that greed, again, that predatory desire to get more stuff, I've just got to have more, you're greedy for it, that greed might be an indication of a lack of faith in your life.
1: That's next time when Ron explores the connection between greed and faith in part two of his message, Defeating Greed. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis. God bless you and thanks for listening.